good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana back with another episode this morning of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Every morning. It's funny, you know, from one podcast to the other, one week to the next, when I come on and say good morning every day, it's the same day. Here I am again, same moment. Everyday life, simple life, every moment life. So good morning, good morning, and thank you very, very much for listening, and thank you also for your wonderful emails and the terrific, terrific discussions we've been having. I'm really, really enjoying that, and I hope you are too. Our episode for today uh, comes basically from a quote by Uchiyama Roshi, And he says, this is the quote, when we're little, we play with toys. When we grow older, we want the real thing. Mm, I always, always loved that quote and resonated to it so much. So the (laughs) the title for today is Playing with Toys, the Game of Life. This is so much what our Zen practice addresses. It really addresses this right to the heart, The Game of Life. Actually, there's another book available called The Game of Life and How to Play It. That's by a woman who, Florence Shin, she's no longer alive at the present time, but her wonderful spirit is and her books are as well. Anyway, let's take a pause for a moment about this topic playing with toys, the game of life. Because from the very time we're born, (laughs) seems like almost immediately, we want to play with something. (laughs) We want stimulation, enjoyment, distractions of one kind or another. You know, even when parents are getting the baby's crib or the layette ready, they look for mobiles, these little things that you hang on the crib, they go around and around and play little music, and the babies look at them and love them. They want objects. They jump to them. And there are many studies that said, do that. Give the babies all the stimulation you can. They'll become more intelligent. The brain will develop better like that. So music is played in the nursery. Songs are sung. Books are read. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of this at all. Absolutely not. In fact, in Zen practice, we forget about this. This is right. This is wrong. We're not, we're not trying to judge anything. We're simply looking at it. We're looking at it. We're exploring what our life really is, the real thing, and why it is. Why it is that these toys, endless toys and games, do not satisfy. They don't. They don't, in the long run, oh my gosh, all that energy, effort, money spent to get toys, hold them, play with them, keep them, they don't pay off. They don't pay the investment in time, in energy, and in excitement that we give to them. Our toys break and crack all the time. They have to be replaced. They're functioning for us on a limited basis. When they get older, we get bored with them. When we get older, sometimes we get bored with them. Well, we want new toys. Toys, toys, toys. So what are these toys exactly? These 
that dazzle us, that transfix us, hypnotize us, that pull us in. So naturally, when we're little, these little baby mobiles and stuffed animals and so forth, they work beautifully because the little baby thinks it's real and their eyes open wide and they hug it and kiss it and wow, they're very thrilled. And when we get older, unfortunately, we do that with our relationships. Wow, we think they're real. We think the person's here forever, that they're real too. And not only relationships. Our work can become a toy or a distraction. And I use that word very carefully when I say distraction. Because toys, basically, they're here to keep us occupied, distracted, caught up. And when we come to Zen practice, we say distracted from what? From what? What is it we need this distraction from? I love that question. I just love it. What do we need to be distracted from? What? Why are we so totally distressed when a toy breaks or when it's no longer there for us or it's not working? Movies can be toys. Sports can be related to as a toy. I mean, we could go on and on. What are so many things we cling to? And of course, some toys can become quite lethal and toxic, like drugs, alcohol. Violence can become a toy, a distraction, a way of asserting that false personality that we create along with our toys. Oh, look at me. I'm so fantastic. I have the biggest car, the most expensive car, the biggest house. I won the game of life. Now, here we go. We segue into both of these aspects, the game of life, as if, as if we're here in this world, in this incredible world, just to play a huge game. It's all a game. And am I going to win or am I going to lose the game? Because games have winners and losers all the time. And if you do certain things, you'll win. And then your life is a so-called success. So-called. And if you lose the game, the so-called game, if you don't get all the toys, <laughs> or if your toys aren't giving you the pleasure or the satisfaction or something, you sense something is terribly wrong here, well then, you're considered a failure. Or you consider yourself or others to be failures at what? The game of life. It's a big game. So this way of viewing and living can and does go on for a very, very, very long time. It can go on and it usually often goes on our entire life until something just breaks into it, stops it. Maybe it's an illness an accident, a shocking event that happens, and it breaks the shell open for a little while. We see something deeper. We feel something off. Our toys are no longer enough. We've grown, outgrown them. We want the real thing. Now, let's for a moment pause. Because what is a toy, actually? I mean, because we have many, 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 many objects and many situations that we interact with in life. Are they essentially a 
toy. For instance, we could say you could turn all your relationships into toys, something to play with. We do play with people, that's for sure. Who's better? Who's up? Who's down? Who's, as we said, winning? Who's losing? Who, who's chasing? Who's being chased? That's a big game we play, don't we, in relationships. It's many, many, many games. And unfortunately, it's not that relationships themselves are toys, not at all, not at all. But the way we relate to them, the way we use them, we use them and relate to them as if they were something just to play with, including people, sadly enough, in our life. We're playing, we're playing this game, and when we get tired... When, the, when we're not winning enough or when the game doesn't really suit us, we just throw the toy away. Do you notice how little children, when they're had enough with a toy, they throw it away. They forget all about it. It doesn't even exist anymore because it was just some kind of fantasy for them, some illusion. Oh, this little doll that the, the, the little girl clung to and loved and dressed her up and made a dollhouse for her. Maybe the little girl got a little bit older and she wanted a different doll or she grew up or this little doll didn't mean much. She did just toss it away, give it to a younger child, give it away or throw it away or it doesn't mean anything anymore. You forget about it. It's expendable. Like God forbid so many people treat one another like that. Well, I could just throw that away, that person away, that relationship is over. It's throw it away. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And what we're saying is it doesn't serve me anymore. It's not giving me what I need anymore. So this game goes on and on in life, doesn't it? And it, of course, grows more complicated as the years go by. And before we know it, it, it this playing with toys, playing these kinds of games, takes up all of our time. And what is seen as a game at first now seems to be giving us insoluble problems, obstacles, and troubles of all kinds. We forget. We be, uh, there's a point at which we forget that's just a game we're playing. We forget. It seems very solid, very real, and the problems seem very, very deep and insoluble. Someone wrote me a little note and said, I was very struck by this comment. This is a very sensitive, bright, intelligent, wonderful person, and they said, such Deep conflicts are raging within. It's quite a statement. Quite a statement because so we forget where these conflicts came from. We forget that we're playing this extremely intricate game and become identified with the problems, identified with the game itself, rather than realize, no, 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 wait a minute, I'm the one playing the game. I'm the one who chose this particular game in some way. So once, once these so-called problems become very real and very solid, uh, most of our life energy goes into unsolving, <laughs> I said unsolving them, solving them, into untying these knots. Or we spend the rest of our time begging others to help us do that. We go here and there looking for ways to untie these knots. And now, much to our distress, the game is playing us. Now we're being played. Now we're, we've become a toy for the game itself. We're not playing the game anymore. It's playing us. Our life force has been swept away into it. 
That's a very powerful statement, and it's a very powerful moment when we realize that it never occurs to us to go back to the beginning and to see how this entire confusion even began. How did we come to be the creator of these unbearable problems, this difficult game that we've given our life force to? So it sounds very difficult to unravel this, and actually it's very easy. That's the strangest part. It's fun. It's easy because we are not the game. And what we do when we do Zen practice, when we turn to Zen practice, those of us who do, usually we've tried many, many other ways and it hasn't worked, or somehow we feel we need to do something completely different to make our life our, our own again. It's a way of reclaiming one's own life. And it actually offers a completely different solution to these problems, knots, and messes of all kinds. Zen practice, Zazen, goes back to before. We even reached for these toys, that part of us. It goes back to the very beginning, and it looks at our fascination with toys. And really, it looks more deeply at what is it that we are trying to be distracted from. Some people say, well, if I don't have all this stimulation, I'm bored, terrible boredom, terrible emptiness, terrible meaninglessness. That's interesting. Take, take, just take a moment and see, what is it that you need to be distracted from when you put all your toys down, That which is what we do when we're doing Zazen? We, we take all the stimulation away. We look at the wall or we just look down if we're facing each other. We don't move. We're not running around. We're not trying to win. We can't possibly lose. We never, never, never after we're sitting and we open our eyes, it's very hard to view anyone as a winner or a loser. Very, very hard to see through that filter. We're all, whoever we are, just sitting together and the beauty of each person shines and shines. The more we sit with them, it's wow, wow. I remember at the Zendo many, many evenings when we were, when we were a strong Sangha and we sat every night together, many of us, from 6.30 in the evening to 9. And it was hard because people would come back, come from work tired worn out from a rough day at work or wherever else they were. And we would all sit down. You could see in the beginning people were tired. But as the night went on, as our zazen deepened, we would sit and then we would walk and then we would sit in the silence, giving up our games, giving up our wish to win or lose, just being, breathing, focusing, being close, and, and being close to ourselves. And as we did that, as the night went on, I was always so struck during Kenyan, during the next walking period. If you would look at other people as the night went on, how their faces would shine, that their eyes would brighten, that everything about them, they would come back to themselves. Mm. Come back. They weren't using anything in the zendo to distract themselves from whatever it was. From when we're bored, but they just sit in the boredom. Just sit in the boredom, and see what it is that's there inside it. 
that's just kind of a resistance to something. I want to get up and do something and I want to see something and play something. Just sit in the boredom. Just sit in the silence. Zazen is the practice of letting go of all your toys, but it doesn't mean letting go of your life. In fact, you receive your life. You receive that which is real. It doesn't mean letting go of your relationship, but letting go of using it and viewing it as, some, as a toy, as a distraction, as something to play with. As I'm the winner, they're the loser. Or I'm up, they're down. Or I'm good, they're bad. That's how we really, that's part of the game of life. And in Sazen, we let that game of life go. No winners, no losers. It's very, very, very wonderful. Everybody wins together. Everybody's winning because they're breathing <laughs> and they're being and they're touching the part of themselves that is actually forever shining under all circumstances. So this is really the beginning, this talk is, as I'm, as I'm speaking with you now, the beginning of an exploration about these games. I, I would like to continue this a little bit, and I will next week. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It's to my amazement coming to the end of our time for today. Um, although, next week we'll be here in the next breath. And thank you again for listening. The, 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 um, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com if you want to hear any of the other talks. This Sunday morning, I will be at Malloy College in Rockville Center. <clears throat> I'll be there early. We start at 8.30 in the morning. We have sittings, and I'll be offering a Zen talk. And then after the, that, at about 10 o'clock, we'll have a little break, and then... I will be offering um, an acting Zen workshop, which I'm very excited and happy about, where we act out the koans. And so I do hope that you, if you're around, and if you can, and if it works, come on over and join us. If you don't know um, how to sit, you'll get some instruction. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely group, the Ignatius uh, Zen group, Inisfada, the Inisfada Zen group very special and um, I'm very happy to be offered and I will offer that workshop by the way elsewhere as well so if you're not out in that neck of the woods you'll ha will have an opportunity if you care to to come and join us I'll talk more about it next week again thank you very much for listening it's been a pleasure to be here with you today okay so I will see you next week and, and for this week just notice, notice what games you play. Just notice. Notice what your toys are. Don't do anything about it. Just notice to, for, for starters. Okay, this is Brenda signing off. Be blessed. Bye-bye.